It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Philip, it's really great to have you back in the studio today. Uh, we're, this whole week, we're fleshing out Eric's sermon. I'll see if I can get the title correct since I've been having problems with it uh, all week long. But <laughs> it's called In an Age of Shrinking Wafflers. I think that's correct. Um, and if someone hasn't heard that, I would highly encourage them to go uh, to ellerslie.com and listen to the sermon or go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily and <clears throat> listen to that message. Eric is walking through this idea of this idea of boldness and, and this idea of uh, what does it mean to live with this assurance and this confidence uh, in an age where we don't have it in and of ourselves. And we thought it would kind of be fun to bring up this topic of confession. I know that one of the things that we talk about in our discipleship program here all the time is this idea of confession. So I'd love for us to have a dialogue on confession and uh, and even just maybe let people know that if they even want to take this deeper, to check out one of our discipleship programs actually could be a great next step in the sense of just going deeper in this idea of what does it mean to actually confess well, and you can learn all about our discipleship training programs at ellersley.com forward slash daily. But Philip, could you even talk about what is confession? And I know that one of the things that we talk about is two very distinct types of confession, mm-hmm. but you want to flesh sure. some of that out? No, absolutely. It's, uh, I think it's really fitting because when I listened to, uh, and I'll butcher the name, uh, Eric's message. In an age uh, yeah. of shrinking wafflers. That one. Uh, <laughs> See, but, I'm not the only one who has a problem with that title. No, yeah. It's a great title. It's just uh, hard to say. So, uh, but when I was listening to it, it's interesting because my thought was, you know, I'm, I'm always sort of thinking about how do we follow up with this, even as a body, how do we exercise this? And I just, we were running out of time at the end, but it was like, we need to confess. That was actually, I think, even the right response to that would be, let's confess what we believe, right? right? The whole sermon was on believing in the power of God, having faith in the power of God and the, 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 the nature of God and the I amness or the, the, the substance of who he is and his, you know, no beginning, no ending. Um, and it was like, let's confess this. So I mean, it's, it really is a great outflow out of that message. In terms of confession, you know, it's interesting, confession, we read the passages in First John, for example, in the church, but it's not really talked about that much in the church. And definitely in, in, in most churches today, it's not exercised very regularly that we should be confessing to one another, but confession should be a regular discipline in the Christian life. And like you said, there, there are two different types of confession. One is confession of sin, but the, also is other, the other is also confession of faith. Um, but but the, the word confession in the Greek it's the Greek word homologeo, and it's got two distinct words from it. But the idea of the Greek word, it means to to speak in agreement. That's actually what it means. And and so, you know, the concept is, say you're before a, a, a judge, and the judge says, are you guilty? Well, confessing your, your guilt is saying, what you said about me is true. Yes, I'm guilty. That's the concept of confession. But if you break down those two Greek words, it's also very interesting because you have homa, and homa is of, of like. It's an agreement with. It's, it's one thing. So, for example, uh, you have non-homogenized milk, or you have homogenized milk, which is sort of a funny example. But that's what we buy at the store. It's usually homogenized. And that's where the two parts, the, um, you know, the good stuff, the cream, and then... I don't know what the other stuff is called. The skim milk <laughs> stuff that's not as good. It's blended into one. It becomes one. And and so non-homogenized is where it hasn't become one yet. You have the two separate parts and the, the cream comes up to the top. 
So the Hama is it's of one type. It's 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 become one is the idea of Hama. It's an agreement. And then Lageo, of course, it's the Greek word logos. And and in the beginning was the word, the logos, and, and the logos was God. Well, that's this idea of not only the word of God in text, but then the word of God in person and and so on. And so what is confession? Well, it's it's simply agreeing with God. It's agreeing with the word. And it's saying, if this is what the word says, then I want to agree with that. And and so, well, what is confession of sin? It's saying, God says that that behavior or, or this pattern or this thinking or this, this attitude in my life is wrong. And, and so, this is something that's a regular practice in the Christian life, that if I sin, then I, then I make it right. And, and sometimes maybe it's just a thought or it's just a, an attitude that I have. And I say, Lord, I want to agree with your word and say that that was wrong. And I want to submit myself and, and, and come underneath your word and say what your word says is true. Same with my wife or my kids. If I, if I have an attitude or I get frustrated or uh, not that I would ever get frustrated. Yeah, I was going to say, but, not you, surely. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I would. Uh, and, and then what do I say? I say, love, I'm sorry. That, that was wrong. The Bible doesn't say that's correct behavior. And I want to come and I want to say, that's not how Jesus is. And that's not how he's called me to be as a man of God. And so I'm making that right. And, and so there's, you know, sometimes we're just confessing the Lord. Other times we might be confessing before the church or before our families. But that, that we ought to practice agreeing with the Word of God about our behavior and about our, our lives and, and coming into alignment with the Word. But then the same thing happens when we're, when we're confessing the, the truth or confessing faith. I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm agreeing with the Word of God. So I say, well, if this is what God says, then I believe it and I agree with it. So if, if he says that for repentance and faith, I am in Christ, then I'm going to confess I'm in Christ. I believe that to be true. And so I'm confessing my faith. And that can take on a lot of different forms. It can be confessing what I believe about the nature of God. That, 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 that the scripture says that our God is uh, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. And, and so in the midst of this circumstance, maybe I haven't seen it with my eyes. Maybe I haven't felt it yet in my pocket as it were. I'm confessing that, that, that he is the one who provides. So those are the two different ideas um, of, of confession. You have the confession of sin, confession of faith, but they're both coming into alignment with God, agreeing with God and saying what the word of God says, what, I agree with that. That's true. And I'm going to now publicly speak that out with my mouth and make confession of, of what he says. That's so good. <clears throat> Thanks for fleshing that out. One of the things I've just realized when it comes to confession that I just have to remind myself all the time is, that's actually one of the benefits and one of the necessities of getting into the word of God. In other words, yeah, I, I get primarily into the word of God so I can get to know the person, right? So I can actually know God's character and, and his heart and his, you know, who he is and what he's wanting to do in my life. But one of the outfalls of that is that every time I come into the word of God, I am measured by that word, Amen. right? That, that as I see his character or as I see his, his actions, or I see, and I'm reading through the new Testament and Paul says, Hey, you are to live like this. Well, that actually becomes a measurement of my soul, of my life, where I'm to allow the Holy Spirit to take my life, bring it to the Word of God and say, okay, uh, Nathan, see that area? Yeah, <laughs> that needs to change. And then again, I, I need to work that out in confession. Amen. Could That's you, actually profound. Because you think about it, how am I going to agree with it except if I know it? Yeah. Both in faith and, and in confessing sin. Yep. And it is, maybe just another side point on that, it is interesting in our generation that we have access to the word of God unlike ever before. I mean, we have better resources than any other time in human history. We have more copies of the text in our language than any other time in human history. 
And yet, as a culture, we know the Word of God less and less. Mm-hmm. In fact, actually, it seems like we're slipping back into like the dark ages of knowing the Word of God. And so it's interesting that it's really hard to confess properly if I'm not in the Word. Because how am I going to know what's right, what's wrong? Uh, what do I stand upon in terms of truth? Um, so just the necessity of the Word is so critical in this idea of confession because it is, it's a coming into agreement, but I need to actually come into agreement with Him, His Word. Amen. Could you flesh out for me just the importance of this idea of declaring? In other words, it's not just internalizing like, yes, this is true and and keeping it bottled up. There seems to be something in scripture about the declaration or the confess, confessing in the sense of using this tongue to confess and using this tongue to declare faith. Do you have any thoughts in terms of like, why is it important not just to keep it bottled up and, and internally process it? Why is it important to actually declare it or to make it verbal, if that makes sense? Yeah. Well, in the case of confessing sin, obviously there's times when our sin has impacted other people. And in that case, I need to confess it. In other words, I need to come make it right and recognize that was wrong. And then, of course, we're asking for forgiveness as well. And so so you have that aspect of it in terms of confessing sin. But in terms of confessing faith, there's something that it does to, to even strengthen our resolve when we're doing that in a public fashion. And, and we're doing it before men. And, and even it makes me think of where Jesus talks about that anyone who is ashamed of him uh, before men, that he also will, will deny before the Father. And, and likewise, he who confesses him before men. And so there's this idea that I'm aligning myself with him. It, it's almost like, um, you know, imagine Jesus there hanging upon the cross and we're coming up and we're saying, I'm with him. Well, that's confession, essentially. I stand with him. And, and, and so it's taking a, a public stand. It takes humility to align ourselves with the word of God. And, and so it also stirs then the body of Christ, I think can impact the body of Christ Amen. in a really profound way. Um, and so I think it's part of even humbling ourselves before others, uh, walking in humility before others. It, it, it is a pattern within the body of Christ. It also seems to firm something up when we confess it, it does. in our, in our souls. And it and it's interesting because even the way that James talks about the tongue is like this rudder of a ship that, that it can steer the whole ship. And so we confess with our mouth this this faith in Christ. And, and it seems like bringing the tongue into subjection to the Lord Jesus Christ is important, even if in bringing our whole lives underneath him. That's one of the key signs, I guess we could say, that our life is submitted to him, is that our tongue is is confessing, our tongue is being used to give glory to God. And it is interesting that a lot of times if I'm, if I am to confess sin, let's, let's say I sin against you and I need to make a declaration, <laughs> it, it is so hard to, and again, it goes back to the other stuff that we've been talking about this week in terms of needing that boldness and that grace of God mm-hmm. to even bring about that, that heavenly work. But it is so hard to be humble at times and to let this mouth speak forth yeah. a confession. The same thing's true about a confession of faith. When, when you're in the midst of a, a secular culture that is shunning Jesus Christ to suddenly boldly declare him is that yeah. is a hard thing of the soul. And yet I think for fellow believers, uh, we keep bringing up the men's conference from this last weekend, because yeah. I think it's yeah. fresh for all of us. It's interesting to me. We had that time where we were in our little tables and our little groups, and we were talking about needs and, and mm-hmm. prayer requests and, and just kind of sin issues. And, uh, the word was like, okay, what's our kryptonite? Like what's our problems? It's amazing as, as the men were talking, I'm like, oh yeah, I have that problem too. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That I, Jesus, I have that. You're going to have to work on that area of my life yeah. too. Yeah. And there's something beautiful about, I think, just to add on to what you're saying, public confession, that when I hear someone confess sin, 
it actually becomes a means that the Holy Spirit can use in my life yeah. to Amen. say, uh, you're hiding. You see that area? Yeah, you've been hiding that area. It's like, oh, no. But the same thing is true about declaring faith, where uh, if, if you start declaring all that God's been doing in your life recently and just the greatness yeah. of God, that actually encourages my faith yeah. and it reminds me that I can put my trust in a very faithful God. Yeah, it's part of how we strengthen. We don't confess sin in order to convict other people. Right. Obviously, <laughs> you know? uh, but it does strengthen and it does, it does. It is part of how God works. And, and so we do it in obedience to him and he works through that. Amen. Uh, just as we wrap up here, do you have any kind of first steps that someone could take? So say someone's been listening to this episode and they're like, all right, I, I need to confess. I, I need to start working this thing out. I need to start using this tongue, whether it is working through a confession of sin or whether through a confession of faith, do you have any, any thoughts of like a first step? Like, how does someone get going in this idea of confession? Is it just, you disagree with it and you're like, all right, I guess I'll just do it. Or do you have any thoughts of like, how can someone practically? Yeah. I mean, we talked about a lot of practicals of this even during our our training here, but you know, I'd say if we were just say, what's the foundation of that? It would be a, remember you're doing it unto the Lord. Um, In other words, it's, it's for him. So don't do it in a self-centered way. Also be quick to obey. If the Lord is, is, is burdening you of something, he's convicting of something, and you know you need to confess it and make it right, my encouragement is do it. <laughs> Don't wait. Uh, but, but obey right away. And, and then with that, to remember that when you are confessing something in a public way, that, that it's impacting other people. And so we're supposed to be watchful of how our words impact people so that they'll be seasoned of salt and they'll be edifying. So, so you know, there may be certain things that, for example, should only be confessed within groups of just men or just women. There are, you know, i.e. sexuality or things like that. Um, but but just to think about that, how is this going to edify those around me um, to make sure that we're not drawing people into our garbage and, and exalting sin, but that even in our confession of sin, we're exalting Jesus. Yes. And and that it's even edifying to those around us right. uh, as we're doing that. So, you know, of course, we get into a lot more. We don't have a lot of time, but I think that um, that that foundation of doing it unto him and, and being obedient, but then um, making sure that we're edifying the body around us when we are doing it. Hmm. And so my encouragement is, uh, you know, we've heard today about, or we've heard in the message, uh, I just heard it today, so, um, about this idea of, of believing and of believing in the power of God. Confess that. You know, and maybe God's convicting you of some stuff. Go confess it. Go do it. Obey God. And he's beginning to practice this. Uh, you'll grow in it. You'll learn in it. And you may stumble and you may have to say, guys, I didn't do that perfectly. But to begin practicing this in, in your daily life. That's so good. Phil, thanks so much for just that that exhortation, that confession, uh, if you will. Uh, I, I, I deeply appreciate your heart for Jesus. And I love when you, when you walk our students through this idea. Because I think it's so profound for our students to hear the mm-hmm. fact that we must confess, and it's not just a one-time deal, it's a, an ongoing thing, uh, but the difference between the two of those, but the necessity of it. And again, I, I would so highly encourage, I know this is a shameless plug, but if you really want to take this deeper and really walk through this idea of confession, I think going through one of our programs, whether it's the week-long or our five-week trainings that are coming up, I think it would really help people not only to grab a, a grasp of this idea of the foundations of truth, but then how do you implement that in the daily living of yeah. life, which includes confession? Yeah. And participating with the body in that. Amen. Yeah. So if you want more information, I'd again, just encourage you to go to ellersley.com forward slash daily. 
Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Note that our live in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume on weekdays this coming June at the Ellerslie campus in conjunction with our discipleship training season. Thanks for listening.